Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for November 27th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening, it is, of course, Dan. What's going on, everybody? It's a great day. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I know, man. You're uh, you're off for, what, the next four days? Yeah, I'm not going to want to go back to work, I'll tell you that. Maybe you should call in now and tell them you either, A, caught COVID and can't come in for another two weeks after Thanksgiving, or, or just quit over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, both of those would be great options. Start, just become a full-time streamer starting tonight, right after we're done recording this. You can catch Dan live for the next 72 hours over on twitch.tv forward slash crazed. That would be insane. I wonder what the longest stream is. I don't know. Probably like somewhere around person. there. Probably somewhere around that mark, 72, I would bet. That's, that's insane. I, I think three days is where most people start throwing in the towel before starting to really suffer. Start to go crazy. <laughs> Crazed 11, exactly. <laughs> Before we begin discussing the latest in AEW, help us become all in with the crew, of course, by checking the podcast app that you're listening to us on right now and dropping us a quick rating and review. You'll really be doing us a huge favor. And I will say, uh, hopefully this episode uploads soon. Uh, Anchor FM. I know it's kind of they're saying it's fixed as of eight minutes ago, but I just want to throw a quick warning in there in case the episode is delayed by a little bit, because, uh, yeah, I couldn't put up BG Mania's episode today because of that. So... <laughs> Amazon's rule in the internet world and when they took a shit it affects a lot of shit. Amazon has taken over but the thing that they've yet to take over AEW Dynamite tonight Dan it was a really strong episode leading into next week's December 2nd winter is coming themed episode which we'll talk about a little bit later on and of course throughout the episode as well but man what a great show tonight was. I just have to say hats off to everybody because it was a really fun two hours. Uh, it was. I actually was thinking that it wouldn't be a great show because A, it was taped and then B, it's kind of like, I don't know, the take home show before like an AEW championship. So I wasn't sure what we were expecting. But uh, no, I was actually very impressed and very much enjoyed this episode all the way through. And I don't think anything leaked to my knowledge. I know. I No, don't... not that I hadn't heard anything. Yeah, I don't actively seek them out anymore because I just tend to not care as much as I used to want to know everything that was going on, but I still, you know, tend to see things when they happen and I didn't notice anything this week. So that's really awesome as well. Uh, as we did last week, we changed up the format of hit our music a little bit. We don't discuss everything that happened on the episode tonight. I, I think the only thing we're really omitting is the, uh, the backstage segment with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose and talking about Jade Cargill's attack on Brandy Rhodes last week. They really didn't develop that too much. So we don't really have anything new to say. Uh, but other than that, I think we're actually going to touch on a little bit of everything else that happened because we've got eight main takeaways from Dynamite tonight. And the first one, as Dynamite did, we kick off with Adam Page taking on John Silver, Hangman, who apparently, Dan, uh, which I think it was in a pumpkin. He lost his phone for six weeks and uh, was too cheap to buy a new one. That was what his card said tonight. I don't know if you saw that. 
<laughs> I did, yeah, because he lost it, and uh, it was in a uh, uh, being the elite episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I, I remember that they put it in like a pumpkin or something. He was walking around uh, the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium, and like it got put in a pumpkin, and they just never went back and got it. I think it was a BTE. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so yeah, uh, again, his cards are comical, and they're definitely worth a read. And I always anticipate them every time he comes out. Yeah, they're always exciting to see what they're gonna say. I'm glad they started going back to some more sillier things but yes dude this was a great kickoff to dynamite i was really into it these guys worked well together and they just put on a hell of a show well i know stop me if you've heard this before but this was a great way to kick off dynamite i feel like we say this every week uh and it was it was a great match i think you're about to tell me how how great their chemistry is together i bet Right, exactly. The chemistry that, was great. That's usually uh, that's no, usually I, the thing that you always go to. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's it's something we can talk about because it is it is great. Uh, this is what the first time we've seen Hangman Page since he lost at Full Gear. No, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So it was good to see him back in the ring uh, again behind Moxie. He's probably my second favorite in uh, AEW. So it was good to see him. And then Silverman is again just becoming a star in front of our eyes. But I really feel like it might be setting up something with uh, Brody Lee down the road just because of how crazy and big headed Silver's kind of getting. But uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely I, I've been I've been liking that ever since you brought that up initially a few weeks back. And, and I do think that is a storyline that could definitely, you know, give the Dark Order their own time to shine for a little bit here because, you know, they, they have been involved in some other storylines and doing some other things. But they really like was outside of Brody Lee having the TNT title for four weeks or five weeks or whatever it was have never been like super prominent. So maybe a little bit of a power struggle or or not necessarily a power struggle. Maybe John Silver doesn't want to take over the Dark Order, but somehow, you know, because of the way Brody treats him or whatever, maybe it ends up turning him face at some point. And you know what I mean? Like there could definitely be something there, but I think a Silver and Brody Lee feud would be immensely better than anything else that they could do right now with the Dark Order. No, I agree. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like we got the Cole Cabana, but like is Cole Cabana in the Dark Order? Have we ever figured that out yet? I I mean, he was there on the on the entrance ramp tonight doing the little Dark Order pose. He was I just I you know, we we were speculating on that and then that kind of fizzled out. So like any kind of potential Dark Order store we've had, you're right, is is fizzled out outside of him having uh, Brody Lee having the title for four or five weeks. It really hasn't. They haven't had a significant presence. So it would be like I said, just the way that Silver is is acting and being just out there and loud and obnoxious. I, I could just totally see Brody Lee just hating this and just, I don't know, putting him in his place. And I, I think it, we need to see uh, a better presence of Dark Order on Dynamite. I think that, I mean, the, the Dark Order started out like what were they like back when they first started AEW? They were kind of spoofing Mortal Kombat a little bit and how they had, were all doing this thing. And then it slowly morphed into into a, an iteration of what it is now. But yeah, they've never really had that moment and, and that could be no. it. So hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully they do something, but they are still interesting because after the match, which Hangman Adam Page did get the victory with the Buckshot Lariat, uh, Evil Uno grabs the mic. You know, they help up uh, John Silver, but they have an interesting offer to Hangman Adam Page. You know, they're, they're telling him that they're not actually, you know, they're not asking him to join them. But if they ever need a friend or, you know, need someone around, he knows where to find them type of a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, Hangman is kind of a lone wolf right now, not really knowing where he's at. Maybe he you know, he's kind of could join the fam with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't even like that. No, no, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, um, I mean, he was he, he you know, he didn't uh, say no right away or, you know, I mean, he, he kind of looked like he was going to think about it. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I, I do hope that uh, whatever is wrong with Brody Lee right now, I, I believe it's something with his ankle. Hopefully that gets healed up soon so that way we're able to get him back and, and definitely get some more interesting things going with the Dark Order. Because, man, for, for a while there, several weeks straight, like the Dark Order stuff was one of the things I looked forward to most with Brody oh, Lee. Oh, yeah, treating for everybody, sure. Yeah. You know, like a dick like backstage. That was really yeah. good. That was good quality content. So uh, I, I do hope he's back soon. Uh, takeaway number two from Dynamite tonight is the ongoing stuff between Kenny Omega and John Moxley leading up to their AEW world title match next week on Dynamite. Uh, several things on Dynamite tonight. First off, we had the Kenny Omega backstage segment. Uh, I do. I just I, I love what they're doing with Omega recently uh, looking tonight more like the cleaner than he ever has before uh, with, with the sunglasses and just oh, the way yeah. that his was hair was looking. In, yeah. it just, it, it's, it's so cool to see this kind of transforming and delivered, you know, one of the better Kenny Omega promos that he's gotten to do inside of AEW since getting there. Like, I'm glad that he's finally getting this time because, you know, being in the tag division and not really in the main event scene, it's not where Omega belongs, dude. Kenny Omega belongs. At the end of the card, Kenny Omega is your star. And I mean, he's proven it. He's a great freaking. It's so good. So good. Uh, No, I I agree. Uh, It is time to let Omega shine in a singles role. It's clearly uh, where he deserves to be. And uh, so, and jealousy is rearing its ugly head because he keeps talking about how, you know, Moxley's face is pasted everywhere and. Omega wants his face pasted everywhere. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was good to see him. It was a, a great backstage interview. The the promo that he cut and the the things that he said was just great. And his uh, Omega's dad could kick Moxley's dad's ass, Dan. Yeah, which uh, which uh, they kind of bring. They didn't really say it, but it was um, Moxley was on uh, Renee's uh, debut uh, podcast episode, and he actually oral talked sessions. about his dad. I yeah, actually. I need, I need to go check that podcast out. Actually, I, I know you, you listen do. To it's already, actually really I, good. I haven't. There's a video and there's audio, so I would definitely recommend it. It's something I'm going to follow, and I'll be interested to see um, where what guests and stuff are on there. Maybe we'll get some more AEW guests. But That'd uh, be awesome. Moxie was on that, and he talked about his dad. So I think it's really cool that they're kind of you know pulling pieces uh, of chat that isn't from AEW and using it in promos. I think again, it speaks to how great Kenny Omega is and how aware he is. Yeah, absolutely, man. It definitely, like I said, killed that promo, really showed that he just where he belongs, man. He's getting back there. Main event scene. Um, interestingly enough, Moxley was still present in an Eddie Kingston backstage promo tonight where he was kind of talking a little bit about what happened uh, over the last few weeks. Mox kind of appears and just they have like a little stare down and that was it. Like it was kind of. I don't know, man, like it, it lets you think that, you know, it's it's not over between the two of them. And I, and I do think that if Moxley loses the title, there is room for him with Kingston around. No, and I think he was just, you know, trying to size him up and see who jumped him last week, uh, you know, left him unconscious and bleeding. 
I guess um, maybe. So that maybe. that's how I kind of feel. He was just because Kingston would be a good suspect uh, to do that. But, you know, Kingston said, I, you know, I've got other shit going on. That's not my thing. So, I, yeah, if, if Moxley ends up uh, losing the belt, I think whoever jumped him could be the next storyline uh, to continue Moxley without the belt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though. Like I said, man, need some more members of the fam. If we're going to pass on Adam Page, we could put Mox in there. No, no, no. <laughs> you no. keep turning all these ideas down. <laughs> Turn it down. But that also led us to the uh, part two of the contract signing tonight. Part one took place last week on the show. Uh, Mox getting. Oh, no, wait, that was two weeks ago. Or was it last week? I can't remember. Either one. Mox signed the contract. It was last week. Yeah, because he was unconscious, so he couldn't come down to the ring to sign. That's so Omega came right. Down and That's right. Yes. Last week on the show, Omega signed part one. This week, Mox did eventually sign for part two. But before he did, in Kenny Omega's <laughs> entrance tonight, it was some really cool imagery with him standing behind that. Like, oh, I loved it. Before they drop it with the spotlight on him. And there's actually on their YouTube channel is a reverse video of it. Like from. Oh, is there really? I'm going to have to check that out. Of you. Yeah. Oh, Very cool. cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Very artistic what they did tonight. I, I really liked it with Mox jumping Omega from behind with, as you know, as they look like shadows and him just like beating the shit out. It was really freaking cool looking. Um, and, and it does make me wonder, like, you know, Mox did get the upper hand tonight, looked really strong. And that's usually a bad sign for a champion. I know. Right. Is week. that the foreshadowing? Like, oh, no, I, you know, is Mox going to lose it? I honestly don't know. I think it could go either way. I, it's I exciting. Think I'd actually it's be- exciting that we it can't is. say with certainty, even though I think every is heavily leaning into Kenny Omega winning next week. There is still a chance Mox retains. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument for both ways. I mean, it makes too much sense for Kenny Omega to win. So that's why, like, I feel Moxley could retain. But I don't know. Maybe, it, it, you know, it's time for Mox to kind of move on uh, from the belt and let Kenny Omega kind of run it for a while. I, I don't know. Again, like you said, it's exciting. We can speculate. We have no idea which way it's going. And uh, yeah, we'll find out hopefully next week. For yeah, sure. Mox Mox delivered a great promo to close it out and, and you know build up the final hype to next week. So looking forward to it, man. I think next week's dynamite has some has some great potential. And yeah, like they uh like they said, it is the most important, I think, dynamite match we've seen since it started. Um is the violent gentleman thing his new thing? Is that is that what we're going with now? I'm not. I can't remember. I thought uh, again going back to oral sessions, the podcast. He just talks about like he gets a bunch of free uh, shit, uh, and I thought he brought up the violent gentleman T-shirt and like. So I don't know if they sent him something uh, or I, I'm pretty sure they sent him something. And uh, I guess he's just kind of running with it. I mean, it's great press for them, whoever the violent gentlemen are. I guess I was trying to look it up right now as we speak. I didn't know if he was going to be doing like, you know, Justin Roberts, the violent gentleman Gia type thing. I, I didn't know if we were going to start getting that now or or leading uh, us into uh okay, into takeaway well, number 3 here. Wait, what you got some info on the on the violent gentleman? I do and I'm intrigued. I'm going to need a shirt like right now. It is a uh, hockey uh, oh, uh apparel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Who do they who do they the sponsor? Flurry, Chloe. No, I, the two just, dogs are sponsored. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we could do that totally. 100%. No, this is uh I'm going to have to check this out later. Okay. Bookmark that later on <laughs> but uh leading us right into takeaway number three speaking of weird new monikers uh will hobbs is no more we now have powerhouse hobbs and seven and i were joking around in discord a little bit you had yet to uh to catch up before i think when this came on you were a little late getting into dynamite tonight 
uh, we would kind of like will the powerhouse Hobbs or even just like powerhouse Will Hobbs would have sounded. I don't know why they dropped Will. Like, why did why do we have to kill his first name? I thought it was working OK, I don't know. but either well, way, maybe because we want to make him like more of a uh, an asshole. So just powerhouse Hobbs and just the way Taz will say it will just sound better. I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. I think it actually sounds really good. I'm OK with it. I just I, I think Will Hobbs also sounded fine. But when he walked out tonight from the uh, from the entrance area, he just looked like a freaking monster, dude. Like, I know he's a big dude, but the way that they shot the angle and then kind of just like what he was wearing tonight and how it was done, uh, his look, the way that they had done his hair tonight. uh, It was really cool, man. I I think they're doing a good job with his heel turn. He's definitely got a, a very bright future ahead of him. I love that they incorporated the orange and black into his gear and that they talked about it uh, on commentary because that is Taz's kind of signature colors and branding that he's been doing for God, who knows how long. A I think very they mentioned long it. Time. Yeah, 20 plus, 30, maybe years. I don't know how long yeah. they talked about it on commentary tonight. Um, but yeah, the orange and black is kind of his thing. So it was really cool to to see that now incorporated into, into Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, quick match, Will Hobbs. Oop. Can't call him that anymore. Powerhouse Hobbs. He was taken on uh, Nightmare Lee Family Johnson. member Lee Johnson, Mr. Owen 16 himself from AEW yeah. Dark. I knew for sure this match was going to be just a quick little, you know, display of Hobbs' yep, strength. And that's exactly Lee what it Johnson was. Throw Lee Johnson around match. I throw mean, him around I'm pretty like sure a what Lee Johnson's doll. been fed to Lance Archer as well, right? I mean, I'm trying he to think. He absolutely who he's been has. Fed to. That, that dude has gotten Probably his ass Brody kicked Lee. by every big dude on that <laughs> roster so far. I hope they pay him uh, well. Maybe that's why he's in the nightmare family <laughs> i mean sure Sev, he's 0-16 Sev look but up. look at all the names he's lost to right i mean those are some very notable names sev looked it up he's training over at the nightmare factory with them so he's definitely closely related to to the Rhodes family um but yeah after the match taz comes down to the ring with the ftw title tells you know uh hobbs he can go in the back and celebrate with cage and ricky starks uh taz had some business to take care on uh take care of sorry and basically hijacks dynamite for a solid few minutes. And I was really into this. Uh, at first, he was stumbling through the promo a little bit. And that kind of made me sad because I'm usually into like a really good Taz promo. But he was struggling. I think he lost his train of thought there for a little bit. Uh, felt like he was struggling with his words. But eventually he started to get a footing. And then once Cody came out, Cody saved that segment, dude. Cody delivered the emotion that it needed, the fire that it needed. I absolutely loved it, man. And and I'm really looking forward to where this is going based on what happened during that segment. No, I agree. I mean, Taz got his mic cut off twice, you know, got the mic cut off the first time, asked Justin Robert for his mic. That mic got cut off. And then, you know, uh, yeah, Cody comes out with the uh, headset on, you know, because he's playing the producer role or whatever. And, you know, you're right. He did. He totally saved it. And it's just I just keep every time I see Cody come out and like cut these promos and just it's just crazy to think of where he was at with WWE. What was exactly what the fuck were they doing with Cody Rhodes and why stardust like uh, just the dumb Even things dashing man, Cody Rhodes, like well that was amazing like just look what what dude what that man is capable of and it's so exciting that he's getting to do it man it's so exciting it, it is I mean it just shows you like how much talent actually doesn't get uh the play on tv that gets buried in wwe and that aew 
uh, is here to kind of show these guys the talent, you know, that we get to see it, you know, but it, 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 on the flip side is AEW can only have so many wrestlers, right? I mean, they just signed Top Gun. Um, they become like, you know, Top we keep Gun just is a great Tom Cruise movie. Yes. Top Gun is one of my favorite movies. Top Flight. Yeah. Top Flight. God almighty. Oof. Well, <laughs> yeah. So um, but they keep signing people, you know, so I, I hope that uh, people don't start to get buried in AEW as well. But I mean, AEW uh, has really shined the light on a lot of people that didn't get that in WWE. And I think it's awesome. And this promo just proved how great Cody really is. Well, I think we can see that because they're not signing everybody. They're definitely trying to be a little bit more strict and picking and choosing, you know, that we never did see Warhorse become all in or all, you know what I mean? Like that never happened, even though I think it probably should have. Cardona. Yeah. Cardona was never like officially signed, even though probably should have been. So it it definitely is, is not a guarantee and and they definitely aren't just handing out contracts to hand them out. Uh, They definitely, it seemed to be only doing so if they have a clear idea for what they want to do with them. So I guess that's kind of smart on Khan's part Uh, or, or should we just call him TK? Call him TK. TK's part. We got to call him TK. Yeah. We got to call him TK apparently. Uh, But this is leading to hopefully the FTW championship getting featured more often because that's basically what has wants uh but when cody kind of turned his back you know after delivering a, a an impressive statement about how taz's son is getting into the wrestling business he's like why isn't he training with you he's training with me yeah <laughs> man that's a slap in the face i like that and taz is like dude that was just like that's too far man and just kind of like walked away and pretended like he was gonna leave cody turns and gets the taz mission slapped on which man i don't think we've seen i know when's the so last time you saw that I was I was popping hard for a Taz mission tonight on Dynamite. Uh, I I would love it if this is leading to, uh, you know, a one more match type thing for Taz, him versus Cody. I think that'd be a great big match to kind of put up in a marquee type thing. Uh, That'd be really cool. But uh, to cap it off in this whole thing, later in the night, we have a Team Taz promo backstage. And anytime Taz is not around, man, Ricky Starks is front and center. He is, dude. Holy shit, man. I love it, man. He, yeah. he is so good and it really has me excited because next week we are going to get him and Cage taking on Darby and Cody, which, uh, you know, we had another little interesting Darby Allen video tonight with him setting a car on fire. So same car, by the way, the same car that has been featured in everything so far. I think it's Starks and Hobbs, isn't it? Not Cage. It's going to be it next Hobbs? week. I is thought it, it was Hobbs. I, c- it I might could be, be wrong. You no, know, you're right. It is Hobbs, I think. Because I thought Hobbs patted him on the shoulder after he said his name. That's what makes me think that it's Starks and Hobbs next week. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll look ahead uh, here in a bit when we get to next week. We'll actually fact check that, but you might be right. <laughs> might Either be way. for one time. Somebody tell my wife I'm right. Either way, I'm excited about it, and I'm looking forward to that. No, you and me both. It's clearly not the main event, but... I am looking forward to uh, Stark's hype at the tag team match against Cody. Okay, yeah, but it doesn't tell me who he's teaming with. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, point takeaway number four. I almost said point number four, but that's why I had to quickly change it to takeaway number four. Top flight, <laughs> you mentioned it, man. Top flight getting signed to AEW is great news for us as fans and viewers of AEW because tonight we got to see why in a tag team match, them taking on the hybrid two and Helico and Jack Evans. This is, dude, exactly the match that I wanted for them. This was so good. These dudes are so good at 19 and 21 years old their timing is impeccable it's it's like they've been doing it uh, for like 10 years man it's insane 19 and 21 year old and they're just out there just uh, it's amazing and this match was um 
I feel like this was probably my match of the night. Yeah, yeah, I could say that. I could probably give the nod to that. I think that would probably be, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah. In terms of overall entertainment, yes, this was my match of oh, the night. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I mean, it was fast paced. There was all kinds of moves going on, a lot of tag moves, which was really good. Um, sometimes I feel like it gets a little crazy with these tag matches. I know there are a lot of 10 count when performing this, and sometimes it just feels like it's too much. But in this match, it didn't, man. I, I wanted to see more. The the counters, the the twists, the, what they were doing, it, it, was, it was a great freaking match, man. Yeah, I definitely would be okay if we got some more encounters between these two teams down the road. But I do think having the Hybrid 2 get the victory was the right call because they are the veterans. I, I you agree know. with that. Top Flight is brand new. This is only their second match uh, in, in basically like a professional main star promotion. So giving the nod to these guys, you know, after performing such a, an, an awesome match, I think having them win was the right way to do it. Um, and it seems like they might be feuding with the Bucks for the titles, does it not? Because afterwards, the uh, the Bucks came down and kind of made the save for Top Flight. So I might, I think we might be seeing the Hybrid 2 versus the Young Bucks here coming up in the near future. And that's a match that I'm totally behind as well. Like, I'm excited for that potential. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I hope this is where it's headed. You know, that way we get another tag team that we haven't seen a whole lot of on Dynamite. Get uh, a tag uh, belt opportunity would be great. I think it'd be one hell of a match. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm there. I'm looking forward to it. The only thing that I will say is it's clearly evident that FTR is not done in the tag title picture because there was a promo backstage with them tonight talking about, you know, they, they want a shot again. Tully says they're the next champions again. So FTR is definitely not out of the picture. But I, I do hope they kind of focus on this TH2 Young Bucks thing for a little bit because, dude, that would be awesome. We keep Top Flight kind of mixed in there. I think it's kind of incredible that Top Flight is already like a, a major tag team, I think, in AEW. I, I, I can't picture them ever not being on Dynamite now. Like, I guess they could be stars on Dark, but I, I think they've kind of already earned a spot on the main card and, and doing some like really, really cool things in the tag division. Well, I, I, again, I think, you know, whatever goes on behind the scenes, whoever, you know, signs these guys and, and scouts them out and, and brings them to AEW, it, it's crazy, you know, that they have the trust at 19 and 21 to go out there and be a part of Dynamite. You know, you could easily put them on Dark and try to, you know, let them get their feet wet a little bit, but to have the confidence for these guys to go out and back to back weeks put on two really great matches, I think is is a testament to how great these guys are. And uh, yeah, I, I hope they are a staple on uh, Dynamite. Yeah, me too. I hope they do not go away. And I mean, dude, it's clearly evident that at some point in the future, Top Flight are your tag team champions, but they could take years to get there and I'd be okay with it because they've got so much time to kind of mature and get better and do, oh my God, dude, it'd be, it'd be so crazy. But yeah, they're clearly future champions. I was I was thinking about this is like I feel like there needs to be more tag uh, another set of tag belts somehow and I was thinking and I, this kind of is a playoff of what TNA did for back in the day but their X division champion uh, they could cash that championship in for a uh, world heavyweight championship shot so I was thinking like it'd be kind of cool with just how many tag teams there are maybe if uh, 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 Dark uh, AW Dark got some kind of belts right and then whoever had those belts at any time could use it for a 
dynamite, okay. you know, uh, okay. WD. Yeah. I see where you're going. AEW, yeah, ma- uh, yeah, title match. You know, they could give it up, and then that way, then you know, then there's nobody that has the dark belts, and then you know, you could have teams compete. It would, it would help keep a little more teams relevant in my eyes, and I think it'd be a cool idea. But I just think there needs to be something more than just one set of belts for the uh, tag division. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even if they did, you know, they would they went the New Japan route and you know added in the six man titles or because they do okay the yeah we've so talked often, about like, that you're right titles. yeah but I, I think eight man is a little too much uh, six i think man so is, too six man is probably a good time to stop with the titles i i think though they could probably do something especially because you know we have as we'll talk about a little bit later in takeaway number eight you know death triangle being a trio the fam being a trio there's a lot of trios in aew right now so a uh, a six person tag title thing could definitely happen and it could even be like you know they if say the hybrid two they they could stick somebody with them and make them the sixth man tag champions or something true yeah could be anybody could be fucking, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I said I could be anybody, and then I didn't have anyone off the top of my head. Matt Seidel. <laughs> Matt Seidel. I was thinking yeah, oh, Matt Seidel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're on the same page. Right off the top of my head, yeah. So they can stick anybody with them and, you know, make them tag champions for a little while. <laughs> uh, takeaway number five, we have another tag match, speaking of tags. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, rock hard. Jake Hager, don't forget, taking on uh, <laughs> SCU, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. I thought it was interesting that Jericho and Christopher Daniels in, in all of the years that they have combined wrestling have never touched anywhere before. So this I was kind of an exciting like, match. I brought this up two or three times to my wife. I was just amazed that at the, what, 50 years total experience between years them. combined between the two of them. Yeah, that's insane. Like just with uh, it's just crazy. It just blew my mind that they had never, you know, been together at any point in those that year. So it was it was good. It, it, it was it was a good match, I thought. I mean, it's over 50 years because Jericho's 30th anniversary celebration was just last month. And Christopher Daniels was rumored to be the higher power back during the Ministry of Darkness. Vince McMahon unveiling, oh, yeah. it's me, Austin. It was me all along. That was rumored to be actually it was supposed to be Christopher Daniels, but the deal fell through. So that's right. That, that was Maybe. like 98 or 99. So he's been wrestling for over 20 years. So it's I, I want to say it's probably closer to 60 years combined. Then maybe they were talking the about Kazarian because I, I know, know Kazarian and Jericho haven't squared off together have they either uh that i don't know i i I, i'm not sure but i know they made a big deal about daniels and jericho and that's what's leading them to the singles match next week on the uh, december 2nd dynamite between the two of them yeah i mean it's i guess it's long overdue right (laughs) way overdue so super excited that that's gonna be happening uh this was a pretty okay tag match i was i was okay with what was going on here i liked a lot of what was happening kind of like on the outside with mjf and uh scorpion Sky definitely looks like to something going on there, right? And MJF kind of punching Daniels with that uh, dynamite diamond ring, which comes into play for next week as well on dynamite, because apparently that's getting defended every single year. Hey, I mean, you know, whatever helps get a it's a battle royal, right? Is that how it's being? Uh, yeah, defended? a bunch of people all at once. Yep. Yep. I mean, get them all I'm, in the hey, card at once. Where storylines are born. So, and maybe we get somebody that we haven't talked about a whole lot. Maybe we start talking about them. So, it's something. I'm very looking forward to exactly yeah um definitely look forward to seeing where that goes but takeaway number six might be my favorite match of the night 
for the women's championship, Hikaru Shida taking on Anna Jay. Dude, I was in love with this. The, these girls yeah. did such a good job. I was super impressed with both of them. They both looked incredible inside the ring. Uh, I, I'm glad to see Tay Conti still out there supporting Anna Jay. Their friendship that they've kind of developed, it, it's been kind of fun to watch on social media, like on Twitter and Instagram and, and videos and that kind of stuff. Like they, They're just an absolute joy together and to watch. Uh, I like this and I, and I like how I think take on T eventually probably will join the dark order, but I like how she's still struggling with it right now. Right. Yeah. How, you know, when Anna J kind of asked for the chair, she's like, you don't need this type of a thing. And it was all a ploy, you know, to get John Silver to bring down the, uh, the kendo stick, the kendo stick. Yeah. I was, dude, I thought this match was awesome. And there was a part of me that no, thought it could go either way. Yeah, no, that's why I thought maybe we'd get a curveball because, you know, we had talked about why we're getting Kenny Omega and Moxley so soon as they're trying to not get that rating drop off that they suffered. So I thought maybe we would get a curveball. Maybe they would throw it on Anna Jay. But uh, no, this uh, I agree with you. This this definitely could be my match of the night as well. Uh, and, you know, I talked about the tag match, but th- this is definitely up here. It was a great match. And uh yeah. When uh when Anna J countered the suplex from Hikaru Shida. Yes. And dude, uh, that three count was so close that I thought for a second there that she had won. Like literally, like before she kicked out, like in my heart, I was like, oh wow, they actually kind of let her win. But literally kicked out at the last second and almost made my heart like skip a beat there. It was so close. But yeah, it was like a two point nine 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 count. Literally, literally one of the closest you could get. Um, but Hikaru Shida did pick up the victory. She does retain the AEW Women's Championship. And I, and I think that's probably still the right call. I, I am excited to see where Shida, you know, uh, clearly because of what happened after the match, Abaddon's music kicks in. She comes crawling yeah. down the ring, blood dripping everywhere. Super blood fucking cool imagery. Yeah, very <laughs> cool imagery again being used on Dynamite tonight. She is she is so incredible. Her look is phenomenal. So she unique, needs, dude. She like, needs so to be unique. featured more often. I know she wasn't there. She was starting to be, but then she got injured and that match would take on T on a tape Dynamite that never aired. Um, but I, I think obviously now that she's back, I do hope that they kind of feature her more often on Dynamite because you're right she is unique and and really brings a presence to the women's division that's not there so she uh, needs to be there yeah all and the time. i thought she was wasn't she the number one contender right uh she was supposed to be when we got nyla rose and hikaru sheet on the pay-per-view instead that was supposed to be abaddon so right uh, okay okay her kind of getting and picking up the title here at the end of this match and licking it and making it all bloody is kind of her putting her stamp on her claim for the title uh so yeah. that's definitely she does next challenger i could see them maybe giving the title to abaddon i think that's possible because she is heel and like a a, a like mega heel a big star potentially for the women's division and Britt baker has like just started doing like her like interview show now she just had take on t on there on AEW dark this past tuesday so there is potential maybe that you know there's room for another champion before Britt baker has a run at it as a heel so I don't know. I guess it could no, happen. it makes sense. No, I agree. I mean, Abaddon would be a great champion, a very, like you said, un- uh, unique. And uh, uh, but I, I would definitely be along for the ride for sure. Yeah, it'd be super cool. Uh, takeaway number seven. We're just quickly going to mention it because it wasn't that long, maybe a minute to two minutes total. Matt Hardy's quick backstage promo tonight. And the only reason I almost wanted to admit it tonight, but you talked me into keeping it on here because he kind of did like this, this heelish promo. And I, and I really was confused as to why, 
because he just won the elite deletion match. You know, it seemed like that whole thing was coming to an end. And what now that the broken universe is closed, Matt Hardy's just a dick. Is that is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, that's that that's kind of the vibe that I got is that I would that's after I was left kind of scratching my head after the promo because just a few things that he said, it was kind of like belittling us like the viewer. And he was, oh, really it was 100% trying to put himself, a heel promo. It was a heel promo. Yeah. Uh, trying to put himself on a pedestal. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where this is going. He will be in the Battle Royal next week, I believe. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, again, yeah, we don't need to spend much time on it but i think it is uh, worth mentioning that it was a it was a very heelish promo yeah definitely very interesting and i'm curious if if that does mean that he's gonna you know maybe morph into a heel or well, who knows what's gonna happen shane helms got rehired by wwe as a producer so the hurricane you know he's not there anymore to keep matt hardy in check <laughs> No, I wonder. I wonder, you know, how much of that he he was using AW for leverage, get a little more dollars out of WWE. Hey, Shannon Moore's still out there, Matt. You can always bring him in. That is true. Yeah, you definitely could get the Omega Boys back together. Their, oh. That was what their promo was called in or their promotion in North Carolina. Um, takeaway number eight: the main takeaway from Dynamite tonight, the main event, the Butcher and the Blade out there with the Bunny taking on Pac and Ray Phoenix who were out there with uh, Penta, you know, Death Triangle representing. I thought back. this was a good main event. I enjoyed this. Uh, no, me as well. Again, it was it's nice seeing Pac back out there. Pac, whatever you want to call him. Pac, I think, Pac uh, is the correct pronunciation, what? even though you keep saying Pac-Man. I know. Well, it's just, I mean, I grew up playing Pac-Man, but I think at Kingston in one of his promos he cut before this match, he called him Poop, which I thought was kind of <laughs> hilarious. He's like, Pac, Poop, whatever your name is. So, oh, no, this dude. is a very uh, We can great talk match. about how great um, Eddie Kingston is all, all time, dude. I'll talk about Eddie Kingston all day. He is so entertaining. Regardless of what Seb says, Eddie Kingston is the man out there on commentary tonight. I enjoyed it. Uh, no, I mean, his his mic skills are 100 percent where he shines. And uh, anytime he's on commentary, just just how well he can get under everyone's skin and how annoying he is and how he, the, the things he says that come off of the top of his head is amazing. Uh, I think it's almost second to none. So, yeah, I, I can't get enough Eddie Kingston in that sense. He's very annoying, but it's like a good annoying for me anyway. But yeah, he just does his job purpose. very well. It's, it's like purpose. MJF. MJF is a dick, but it, he's just he's just good at what he does. Exactly. Uh, but it does lead us to the end of the match. The bunny distracting the referee, Eddie Kingston running down to the ring, knocking Phoenix off the top turnbuckle, which led to the butcher and the blade doing their. I don't know if they actually have a name for their finisher like that. Suedo Dudley death drop powerbomb thing that they do. I don't know exactly what they're doing there, but I don't know that they have a name for it. But the butcher and the blade did get the victory, which I think probably was a smart call because I like when heels go over in a feud because it, it extends it even further. But it allowed post match for Eddie Kingston, the blade and the butcher to beat down on death triangle and kind of, you know, do some heelish tactics. But what I was really surprised about was we got to hear everybody dies again first of all lance archer we did has, yeah has his old did. music back i think the the new music lasted all of two or three appearances before disappearing into hopefully obscurity because that theme was not nearly as good as everybody dies uh that's just so so much better and i'm glad to hear it on dynamite tonight but he came down and was helping out death triangle and i thought that was interesting until we kind of were speculating on on discord that maybe it was because kingston and him were the last two in the dynamite or the all-out battle royal from the pay-per-view in september i guess it could be if we go all the way back to there 
Well, yeah, I was thinking because Lance Archer won that, and then remember Kingston was never eliminated, so right. there was that little bit of tension there. So and then Kingston I, I think lost, that's where and this is coming from. Archer lost, and then Kingston lost again. Yeah, so I mean, to, maybe to yeah. John Cena. I mean, John Moxley. John Cena. But yeah, I, I maybe this is where it's gonna go, which is interesting because I mean it's kind of heel versus heel. Um, but I, we need more Lance Archer, man. We need more Jake the Snake. We we definitely we need do. Him. And I'm glad, obviously, you know they they got to close out the Murder Hawk monster, closing out Dynamite tonight. Yeah, it was tonight. shocked. Uh, it was, it was yeah. a good ending. Giving Didn't him a good nod. Me neither. I enjoyed it. I like Dynamite tonight. Those are the eight takeaways. Star rating. I liked it, man. Ah. I liked it as well. Four stars. I, I mean, four stars. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four. Yeah, yeah, it's a four star for me as well. I'm going to go four. Yeah, I'm going uh, to go four stars. I contemplated it for a second. Thought really hard about three and a half, but I think they earned the four stars tonight for sure. No, they definitely earned it, uh, I thought. I don't really think there was too much that was lacking uh, tonight. And hopefully they can, uh, you know, keep the momentum going into next week's Winter is Coming episode. I'd love, I, I can't wait to see the numbers when they come out tomorrow to see how many because last week's numbers were pretty good for dynamite uh i can't wait to see what tonight's numbers are and then hopefully that leads into a really impressive show looking ahead december 2nd dynamite winter is coming dan we have a really stacked card for dynamite tonight and i am very excited about this Uh, well i just hope you know because i am definitely looking forward to next week i just hope that we don't get let down i don't think we will but you know when you get your hopes up sometimes There's some cool things happening, though. So let's take a look here. We have Britt Baker taking on Layla Hirsch. Really cool to see Layla Hirsch being brought back for uh, for another dynamite appearance. I thought she was amazing the last time we did get to see her. I think her and Britt Baker will probably have a have a really entertaining match. So looking forward to that. We have a tag team match, AEW TNT champion Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes taking on Ricky Starks and Uber Wright powerhouse Hobbs from oh. team taz so i'm really looking forward to that i think that's going to be incredible i imagine brian cage will still be out there so, i would think so yeah i'm really looking forward to this though has potential to really be an awesome match as we talked about chris jericho taking on oh wait a second it's it's him and frankie you were right dude it's not daniels dude i was okay all, that's what i was I all turned okay. around okay i was wow, all man, turned around two episodes and wow I was all turned around on this episode. I don't know. My, I got my wires crossed and everything. But yeah, Chris Jericho taking on Frankie Kazarian next week. So there's that. I guess the first time ever. Uh, Diamond, uh, Diamond Battle Royal, as we talked about, being brought back for Dynamite next week. I pulled up the graphics. So let's see if we can name any, everybody on here. So MJF, because he has the current ring. So I'm assuming I mean, he's defending, defending it in this Battle Royal. Yeah. Uh, looks like Wardlow is going to be in here. Miro, Kip Sabian, Orange Cassidy, uh uh scorpio sky matt seidel sean spears private party matt hardy john silver alex reynolds sammy guevara and adam page not bad not a bad lineup. no and i'm sure we'll have we maybe have a surprise or two possibly maybe i mean that is completely possible they did not announce how many names would be in the dynamite battle royal or the dynamite Diamond battle royal. maybe how many how many one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen listed I could see them doing an even 20. Yeah, I could see five more. Yeah. Yeah, I could see five more being added. So that'll be exciting. We could see Brody Lee. We could see, I don't know. It'd be cool to see. So maybe Cardona makes an appearance because it is a big dynamite episode. Correct. Yeah. Maybe they bring in Sting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be huge. I don't think MJF wins, though. I actually think he's going to lose that ring. So we'll see who actually picks it. I, and I think we could get an unexpected winner. I think John Silver could win. Wow. To be honest. Well, that would add fuel to the whole, you know, Brody Lee thing again. Yeah, I think John Silver could win. 
Uh, but of course, we're all looking to the main event of winter is coming next week. John Moxley defending the AEW World Championship against Kenny Omega for the final time as Moxley's championship runs comes to an end. Thanks to the cleaner, Kenny Omega sweeping up <laughs> that John Cena like Moxley kind of wow, knocking everybody geez. off. It's time to sweep him under the rug. Get a new champion in here. Oh, yeah. The cleaner time, baby. I, I I mean, I don't know. I honestly have no idea who is going to win this match, and I'm, I'm glad that I have no idea. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great dynamite next week. Make sure you're tuning in and watching it and make sure you jump into our Discord server and watch alongside us. We are always chatting in the wrestling channel when we're watching AEW Dynamite, myself, Dan, Sev. We usually got a couple other people in and around Discord as well chatting with us about AEW. So if you want to chat with us, make sure you jump in there. It'd be a hell of a lot of fun. But Dan, I think it's time. I think you got a stream to go do. I do. I got a hot tag and then uh, go get ready for a stream. So yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Live. Yeah. You you got to stream until the Thanksgiving Day Parade starts in the morning. You're going from Ooh. midnight to 9 a.m. And then you're going to watch the parade that. and then you're going to eat some food and then you're going to stream again. I mean, I will be streaming again. That is for sure. I'm definitely going to take advantage of these four days and uh, I've been a little slacking on the stream. So I definitely going to catch up on that. <laughs> All right, man, let's get out of here so you can go stream. We want to thank you for staying with us listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and Elite Wrestling Podcast made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames at subscribe to us there and if you haven't already while you're at it hit up twitch.tv forward slash level down games and click that follow button dan speaking of twitch where can they find you tonight tomorrow every day this weekend yeah follow me over at twitch.tv 72 hours crazy straight 11. i'm telling you 72 hours straight that's that'd be insane man i don't think i could do it i don't think i plus i got i gotta i gotta decorate for christmas we gotta we gotta get the tree up we're gonna be outside we got the griswolds going on um we go crazy we're always one of the most lit up neighbor or houses in the neighborhood so yes sounds like, uh, sounds like a bunch of sean excuses to me no hey man listen man we're a very festive house and we sean's we gotta get finishing games faster christmas. than you are now <laughs> oh damn it man anyways twitch.tv forward slash crazy 11 k-r-a-i-z-d-1-1 go drop a follow set those notifications and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna just tear it up we're gonna get back into it we're gonna tear it up indeed you can stream your stuttering cold war <laughs> i you know what i did get it fixed though it did get fixed after i restarted the ps5 oh well, that's good then that's awesome <laughs> yes yes Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links, or of course, you will find a link to that Discord server I just mentioned. Make sure you click it, make sure you join it, and make sure that you interact with us. Theme song of the week this week does go to me. Last week, Dan, you chose Pac. I think I am going to choose, for the first time ever, I get to choose somebody that we've already done because they have a different theme, and that's exciting oh. to me. Because okay. if you remember way back on episode, I don't even know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, I think episode 12, I got to play Anna Jay's music because I thought it was really good. But since then, she's ditched that old theme and she has a new one. And because of the amazing match between her and Nakara Shida tonight, I am going with Anna Jay once again as the theme nice. song of the week this week. Uh, but it is a different theme. I think it's a better theme. So we're going to kick to that. Now hit the music.
Yeah. 